Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And if this sounds a little off, it's because when we were recording the show, uh, I had a power outage and now I'm having to re-record just my lines. We still have all of Doug's and our guests, but I am re-recording all my lines in post, trying to remember what I said. So if it sounds a little off with me, that's because we lost my audio file. But anyway, today we are talking about Disney Cruise Line. We are answering your questions, and actually, we got way too many questions to get to. If we don't get to yours today, um, we're sorry. Some will answer in our Patreon show, uh, so tune into that. And also, we'll respond on the social media to your question if we don't get to it on the show. So look for that as well. It's not because we're ignoring you. It's because Derek has to get up for work tomorrow. So today we are talking all things Disney Cruise Line, and we welcome an avid Disney cruiser and admin for several Disney Cruise Line Facebook groups, Lance Parcell. Welcome to Rope Drop Radio, Lance. Hi, how you doing all? All right, well, thanks for joining us. So just to give a little backstory, I met Lance on our five-night Bermuda sailing. He uh, organized our Facebook group and did an awesome job of that, and Probably the first time I was active in a Facebook group. I'm normally the person that joins and then just like looks at the questions and comments and goes like, oh, these people, you know, I'm usually that person. But for some reason, I decided to get involved and I'm glad I did because I met Lance, talked to him several different times throughout the sailing and thought, man, he has a good wealth of knowledge. It'd be great to have him on to share with our listeners, our rope droppers. So Lance, why don't you go ahead and share with the rope droppers a little bit of your cruising experience, just your background. So I started cruising in 2012. Um, it was kind of a fluke. We were looking for a different kind of vacation. And my wife called up Disney and um, they had a pretty decent deal for the dream. And so we flew down to Florida and got on the ship. And I don't know, after that four days, I was ready to go back for another one. It was my kind of vacation. You don't have to do anything. They do everything for you. Um, you don't have to plan anything. You just got to show up and, and relax. That's I love it. I, you know, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, that sounds just like me. It's now my favorite type of vacation. I started 2012 as well for my 10th anniversary. So we're on the same same pace here, Lance. So Derek's a little behind us on the starting point, which is fine. He's younger. My second cruise is coming up in only a few weeks, so this show is perfectly timed. And then we also got our third and fourth already pre-booked for 2020, including the Rope Drop Radio Cruise. But honestly, the thing that I can say is that once you start, they are addicting and you're going to want to keep rebooking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get hooked. Yeah, You, know, the- you think, think cruise Disney and then you get on the ship and you're like, whoa. Yeah, it's so much different than any other vacation. Let's get to the questions. First, coming from our Patreon, Janelle. And I think, Doug, if you are a Patreon, you got to move up a little bit on this list. Uh, It's possible she might have got more in because of that. Yeah. So if you're interested in becoming a supporter of Rope Drop Radio, you can find it in the show notes. But anyway, Janelle asks... I want to get on the cruise as soon as possible. How do I do that? Got to get on that aqueduct ASAP. It is a good question. And a lot of people don't under, you know, understand the, what you got to do. So it all depends on your, your booking window. Um, you know, depending on your, your cruising level and what, what status you are, you, you can book out a certain amount of days. Once you get on and check in and do the online check-in is when you can start booking stuff on the cruise. The big thing with that to get on the ship, you know, as soon as possible, you got to choose a pat time, which is your port arrival time. And it's anywhere between, depending on the cruise and which port, it can be from 1030 
is the earliest to 11 o'clock all the way into up until boarding time. So that's that's your first step. You got to pick your pat. And once you get your pat, you, you show up to the terminal, uh, you do your check-in, and then uh, you're moving. They, they do their check-in and, and their uh, boarding pretty it's pretty quick and, and well-managed. So before you know it, you'll be on that aqueduct. I believe she's going to be first-time cruiser, so she has one of those right. last check-in windows. So well, you can still get an 11.30. You can still get an so. early one. Yep, it's, it's, still get it. it's super. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason on how they do it. There's a lot of uh, veteran cruisers that like the later show yeah. times. Um, some like the early. I'm one of the early people. I like to get on as soon as I can. But you got to remember that the port arrival time is not your boarding time. That's just the time you arrive at the port. So you check in. The, the boarding typically starts um, at Port Canaveral around 1130. It could be earlier. It could be later. It all depends on the Coast Guard and when the ship's cleared customs and, and ready to board. Then they go by boarding groups. So when you check in, you're going to be assigned a boarding group from two to, and I don't know how I go because I've never yeah, been that. I think it's up to 14 or 15. So whatever your boarding group is, is they start calling them, but um, they move. They move quick. They start out with, yes. with the, the concierge and the platinum cruisers always get on first um, after the family of the day. And then they start going two, three, four, five, six, seven. And it's, it's, it's super quick. You'll be on the ship before you know it and you'll be, be swimming and doing what you want and eating. And it will make you want to go on more cruises so you can get on before all those first-time cruisers the next time. Yeah. We rope yeah. drop the parking garage to wait to get in. You avoid all the lines in the terminal. It's a wonderful rope drop experience in a parking garage in Florida. It's magical. Well, see, I usually take the uh, Disney Cruise transportation oh, okay. from, uh, from the airport. And I like that We because we fly in, so we, we get the transportation. All right. I think that does it. Question two from Janelle, first time cruiser here. What are some things I should pack that I probably won't think of? All right, I got I got two things here real <laughs> quick. One, you're going on the dream. So this is something that um, I actually make for my wife's clients is uh, you, you have to put your key card in a little slot to turn the electricity on in your room. So I take an old gift card or the, the uh, luggage tags that come with the magic bands put a little magnet on the back of those that fits right in there you put the magnet on there so when you leave you just stick it right above it all the walls are metal so magnet stick um, that way you have your electricity on and off you don't leave it in there and like leave the room and then realize you left a room key in the room locked behind you and you can also leave it in there leave the room so it charges your electronics during the day the other thing i would say is some chip clips you can hang them on the wall to hang your stuff if you have stuff you need to hang on the wall that's a weird thing right Okay, what other weird yeah. things? Well, that's what I was going to, you know, the same as those, uh, the light cards. That, you know, okay. Those are only oh, needed man, for the your, dream and the fantasy. It's all um, your thunder. Sorry. No, it's fine. And, and magnets. Um, the walls are magnetic. If you're going to hang anything, uh, magnetics. You can't use any kind of tapes or adhesives. They, it's actually prohibited. It damages the paint. So you can go get those magnetic hooks from whatever store you want to buy them from, and they're great for hanging uh, your your bags or your organizers because you can't use um, those closet organizers people yeah. see those are prohibited yeah, but nothing over have, the door over the door people have yeah. taken them and they hang them in the closet but so if you have one of those or you can hang it on the wall so one of those you know magnets i bring a lot of magnets yeah you also bring a little power strip to charge stuff because there's not a thousand plugins in the staterooms but well, there's enough it, I think uh, the power strips you need. It has to be a USB type. They they yeah, the, not uh, the big ones. Yeah, the little it, like a USB power strip type of thing um, with lots of ports for charging. Yeah. I have one cool. that's got ten ports on it, and it's great. I just plug it in and plug all the devices in. Um, it works for us. Yeah, and, I guess when I say power strip now, I'm thinking just of USB. Ten years ago, I was thinking of actual plugs, wasn't I? Well, Man, used to, you okay. used to be able to bring those on. Yeah. Now you don't need them. Everything's yeah. USB. Yep. It, right. But there's plenty of plugs at regular outlets in the in the cabin. There are plenty of them in there. So you don't have to worry about that part either. 
Question number three, we've never been to the Bahamas. We'd like to get off at Nassau to say we've been, but are there any excursion you'd say to do? I haven't done an excursion there. However, we do get off the ship and walk around the little the port area. You know, that's it's it's a mix. What you want to do, uh, I'm not so much a beach person, so we don't go somewhere to go lay on the beach. We go somewhere to go explore. Now, we walk around the little uh, the, the town of Nassau there by the port. And uh, my next trip, my goal is to walk up to the pirate stairs and go see the pirate museum because I haven't done that yet. If you're looking for shopping, there's some really great shops just outside the port gates that a lot of people miss, a lot of great souvenirs that if you don't get off the ship, you're not going to see these. And, and you know, a lot of phenomenal uh, local artists will draw paintings to, to commemorate your, your sailing there. We got one the last time in January. It's just the Disney magic ship, and it's got, you know, Nassau, Bahamas, and our family name the day we went. So those are the kind of things you want to do. I, we like to go visit and see different cultures. Yeah, it is a great port for no actual excursion. You rope drop the gangway. I mean, this is rope drop radio. You got to be the first ones off. And we've gone to the straw market for the shopping. The other, We've done the Pirate Museum. Uh, the kids like it. It's pretty gruesome in some spots. So if you have a weak stomach and don't want to see a mannequin getting an arm amputated, don't go. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert there. Sorry, said that backwards. Uh, we've also gone up to the fort. That's a pretty easy walk. Be ready to tip all the tour guides along the way. But this last cruise we did, which actually was the Celebrity Edge, we went to the Blue Lagoon. We booked an excursion because um, a lot of times with Disney, we just stay on the ship. But with the Celebrity Edge, we had enough ship time. We went and did the Blue Lagoon. It's a really nice beach. We did the dolphin encounter where we you wade in the water with the dolphin. Um, uh, this is a whole side note. I don't know, Derek, if you know this, but like my daughter has a irrational fear of butterflies and birds. But they make fun of me because I have an irrational fear of dolphins. I don't know why. But I did this. Michelle booked it for us. And so I did the dolphin encounter. You had to like stand on this thing in the water and like touch it. And then, like, there's one point where the lady, like, makes you feel his tongue. You need to feel his tongue. Look, it feels like an uncooked chicken breast. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good. I didn't need to do it. She, oh, I got bullied into it. And I put my hands in mouth all the time. But this I did not want to do. I'm still here. And, of course, Michelle made fun of me the whole time. I don't need to touch a tongue. I don't. But I did, and I survived, and the dolphins survived. We're both okay. But it was, if you like dolphins, it would be fascinating. They also do a stingray thing. So I would recommend the Blue Lagoon. It takes your a good bulk of your day. You get on a boat, and it's about a 45-minute little boat ride over to the island. It's like a little private island. It's like a commercialized, not-as-nice castaway, if that makes sense, with dolphins yeah. and stingrays in in things. And I've heard good things about that one, so it, it's... One of the better ones. I did the dolphin adventure in, in Grand Cayman a year, two years ago, and it was it was it was fun there too. So I'd strongly recommend the Blue Lagoon over like Atlantis. That's way more expensive, and I think Blue Lagoons you get a little more of the Bahamas out of it. I don't know personal feeling there. Question four: We are going to double dip to Castaway Key. How should we plan our days on Castaway Key? We for sure want to do the five k, but what else? Oh, that's a good one. So I haven't done a double dip. That's on my list of things to do. Um, so much. I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to sit yeah. on the beach? Do you just want to relax? You know, a 5K. 5K is super easy. If you're going to do it, um, you can do it both times. Totally up to you. Uh, do it on the first one. It, it uh, depends on how fast you go. 45 minutes, hour, 30 minutes. Some people do it faster. Then you get to the to the beach and you go go find a place to hang out for the day. I don't plan out a day on Castaway yeah. because there's just so much spontaneous things to do. The, the snorkeling, the bicycling, uh, the eating. What, what am I missing? They, they've got yeah, a really I'd, good stingray there too. If you yeah. want to do the stingrays, it's more. Um, they're not the they're wild, but they're not. If that makes sense. Yeah. Or they're like, they're kind of penned in and they're taken care of by Disney staff that live there. But it's a good, fun. Very educational, too. It is. And you get to feed them and you get to go swim with them and all that. So I, I enjoy that. We've done that one two times. Yeah, I, I think you can over plan Castaway. You don't really need to. You, oh. you do the 5K one day 
get that out of your system if you have to run. I mean, you're on vacation. I would recommend you you rope drop the gangway, you beat the crowds, get chairs over near Pelican Plunge, not the ones closest, but like, you know, 10, 15 down, so that your kids can just go back and forth on that water slide until they're exhausted, and then see where the day takes you. Um, You know, maybe do the float snorkel rental, and that way you have that w- one day, not maybe not the day you do the 5K. I don't think you can go wrong, no matter what you no, claim. And, and and don't worry about pre-reserving because there's really no need. They have plenty of floats and snorkeling equipment yeah. and bikes. You can go do whatever you want to do when you get there and just do it then because they're not they don't run out and there's plenty of plenty of equipment. Don't overplan it because once you get there and you start seeing things, you're going to go like, whoa. All right. This question is really good. One that we get asked a lot, one that I had questions about, but how does the photo package work? All right. I, I can jump uh, on this one. It's uh, yeah, I got that. That's one of my favorite yeah. questions. I you, answer it a lot. You pre-book it, you pay in advance. It's good for some families, maybe not for others. My family tends to always get it almost because my wife is crazy and we get pictures with almost every character. But now you go to shutters, you get a little code and you're on the ship Wi-Fi. You go log in to the this web page and you can download pictures. It's usually a day delayed and that's pretty awesome. And you also, I pre-bought the all digital package usually, and then you get a little memory stick at the end of the cruise. Super easy. And they, you just give the shutters people your room number every time you go get a picture taken. And they're everywhere. I don't know. Other opinions, Lance? Uh, it's, it's the same. I, I mean, we, yeah. we always pre-purchase it. If you pre-purchase it, you're going to get a, it's like a 15% discount than what you mm-hmm. pay on the ship. And what the great thing about pre-purchasing is, is once you get on there and if you decide it's not for you, you can go cancel it before that last night. But I have a teenage boy. He hates pictures. So the wife and I go and we just did the Bermuda cruise. We had uh, almost 400 pictures between the two of us. And that's just, just normal meet and greets and and whatever backgrounds they had, we'd go hit them up two or three times, four times, go back in line and, and get pictures, you know. And then they come around for dinner, um, take pictures in certain restaurants. So we like that. Uh, you can't go wrong pre-ordering because you always have that option to cancel. And like you said, they're, they've updated their systems now. So it's all almost all going to be digital almost. online. So you close, still have yeah. the option to get the, the USB with the pre-order. Um, and they're going away from printing pictures. They they have an option for the ship on the, the studio side, but I personally wouldn't do that one. Just get the regular photo package. And yeah. it's not super hard. You can get 10 pictures. You can get 400 pictures. It's totally on, on you and how you want to do it. Another question, how do the tips work? Super easy for those. Everyone worries about either prepaid and you have to do it at the end. So they, they are prepaid in a sense. You can prepay them when you book the cruise or you can get on board and prepay. They're going to be added to your account regardless at the end of the before, before the last night. So the way it works, it's super simple. And it's um, I'd have to get my little my cheat sheet here that I, it's $12 per, per day. The per prices person. can change. So don't worry. And about it can price. change. Those are the set amounts. Now you can always go down to guest services and you can up or lower them. It's totally at your discretion. So don't people get fixated on the, that, that set point. I think that's just an industry standard that they put on. You don't tip anyone. Uh, well, I'm not going to say anyone. You don't tip the, the, the server's in your host until the end of the cruise, you'll get a, uh, the last night you'll get an envelope or the night before you'll get an envelope with some tickets on it with each of their names. And you, if you, when you've prepaid, you just put that ticket in the envelope and you give it to them or you can leave it and they'll, they'll get it. Even if you forget to give them the envelope you've prepaid, they're going to get their tip because they, they, they have a list of it. That's just something. So you can go do a face to face with them. Those are the prepaid ones for the, the, like your staff that goes with you from dining room to dining room, yep. uh, the three different server levels. You have the assistant server, the server, and the head server. And then you also have your stateroom host. Those are the prepaid ones. This last cruise, I think we slipped each person like an extra five bucks, which isn't much, but it is something. 
It and, is something, and every little bit they're appreciative of. Yeah, so, they are. You know, and, they they they're not. They, I've never heard one of them complain once. Yeah, and on our dream, which was a shorter cruise, we gave our assistant server and server, like we gave them forty extra each because they were the best servers we've had in our all our sailing. So we rewarded them for that, and hopefully someday we'll have them again because you you keep their names you can always ask when you book yep. uh you never know when they're going to end up on the same ship as you the other tipping is room service uh you do want to tip the people that bring the deliver the room service um and you know a dollar or two per tray per item per person however you want to do that i don't think there's a right or a wrong amount and uh is there tipping in the spa that's there the is, but area it's, you tip. it's I, separate. I don't spa very often. Yeah, I don't. So I don't do the spa. Not either. the best advice um, there. Um, if you go to the coffee or the bar and order those specialty stuff, there's a tip already added on. It's a fifteen percent gratuity, so you have to read it because if you're you're used to tipping, you're going to add something onto it. You're oh. giving them a little bit more. They're not going to tell, tell you no, them. but. But uh, just keep that in mind that there's always an auto gratuity added on to um, like the popcorn purchases or the alcohol and coffee purchases. I think in the end, you definitely just have to make sure you tip. They deserve it. Yeah. Anyway, another question that we got, number seven, what activities do you like to do when at sea? I'll, I'll keep it simple. I, I I don't plan to do anything. I just take the day and see what happens because you know, I spend most of the day just walking around, see what fancies and what I want to do. I don't plan it, to be honest you, with you. You look through the navigator kind of casually and see. Yeah. What, yeah. Just see what characters or we'll just get up and go eat breakfast and go, hey, let's just walk around and chill. Go catch a movie or go sit on deck four and listen to the water. It's, I threw that, it's that simple. Yeah. I threw that word navigator out there. That's kind of the daily itinerary. There's a paper form and there's an app form. The app form is great because you can look in advance to know, like, say there's a trivia at the same time as a movie you want to watch. And you're like, oh, I can't decide. You can look to see what's happening tomorrow or the next day or the next day and know that, oh, trivia is offered seven more times. So I think my family's favorite is trivia. The Disney trivia, not the Toons trivia. We stink at Toons trivia. Never won that, but we love our Disney trivia. Um, my personal favorite, though, is napping. There's one thing that it's not just on a sea day. It's at, I think it's on the first night. You can't miss. You got to go down to match your mate for the adults. You have point. to go catch that. That's the one thing that I try and get to because if you want some good entertainment, that is the thing to see. As long as you're not the one on the stage. Yeah, but I wouldn't <laughs> I be up there myself. But, yeah. you know, I've known a few people that have been on it, and y- y- you learn some things They're about They're still people. married afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we're done with Janelle's questions. Here are a couple questions from Christy. What are the don't-miss activities for Star Wars Day at Sea? We booked a couple of meet and greets, signed my son up for Jedi training, and are planning to do the fireworks at night. Anything else we must do? We are not huge Star Wars family, but things a casual fan would enjoy be great since we do want to take part in the special event aspects of the cruise. I think it can all appeal to casual fans. Don't you, Lance? It, it, it can. I mean, it's Wait, just a little, run, a little background here first. For Lance is a big Star Wars person. So Derek and I, huge Star Wars fan. Lance puts us to shame, Derek. Well, I, I'm, I'm a member of the 501st Legion, so I put on a costume to go make people smile. And and we the, the local garrison up here, we do a lot of hospital visits. So, yeah, you can say I'm just a little obsessed, you know. That's a good thing, though. It's a good thing. <laughs> so I'll be up front. The last one I did was in tw- March of 2017. So I don't know if they changed things for 2018 or not. But you, you, as long as you've booked what you want to book at your online check-in, you should be good to go. Um, those are the, the big meet and greets. Now, there's always the chance if you go talk to guest services, if there's one that you missed or couldn't get, go talk to them. They're, they're, that's what they're there for is to help you. So don't be shy to go ask. The worst they're going to tell you is no. If they can do it, they'll do it for you. There's no, no, no any guarantees. But the big thing about 
just beside the meet and greets is don't miss the random interactions. They have characters walking around all day and they, some of them will stop. You'll be lucky if you can get them all to stop. Some of them don't cause they have a time schedule of their meeting, but you got to find out where they're going to be. Like the first order troopers are usually out on deck four. Um, the regular troopers roam around inside the atrium and up on deck five inside and deck three, and they go up on deck 11 and do a show. Um, other characters that they have from the Rebel series, um, they have Ahsoka, I've seen her on there. They've got uh, Sam Wessel, uh, they've had uh, the Sand People. Last year they didn't, or 2017, they didn't have the Imperial Guards, so I don't know if those are sporadic. They had them on the first year, in 2016, that was pretty cool. But you'll see all kinds around, so the random interactions is what you're looking for. Yeah, That's I what say- I say. The thing about Star Wars Day at Sea is casually you're just going to be around it, do your meet and greets, watch the stage show and fireworks at the end of the day. Uh, maybe don't go out of your way to go to the special presentation from the Imagineer or the other speaker right. or whoever. That may be a bit out of your realm. Uh, you don't need to do that. But you can have a perfectly great sea day and not even worry about the Star Wars part of it there's enough going on on the ship yeah there's so much to do and like we said it's just one day of of a seven night so you're not gonna be overwhelmed whatsoever it's that one day and when it's done it's done and they go on to the next whatever the theme is for the next day another question from christy what are the best activities for adults on board if we find our kids are at the kids club at the same time we are not hang out by the pool people we like to stay active on vacation Doug, that sounds like Michelle. It is It is us, basically, is what she's saying. Like, she basically said, Doug, what do you and Michelle do on a cruise? And I'll tell you, we ignore our children, one. And, uh, I mean, the, they're either safe on board or overboard, one of the two options. No, I'm joking. They're not going to go overboard. Anyway, uh, the art of the theme ship tour is an excellent thing for adults to do. Uh, you learn a lot about the ship and why things are what they are. Uh, Palo, that's definitely not laying by the yep. pool, and you're not going to feel like laying by the pool afterwards unless you like feeling like a beach whale because you eat too much. There's just so many things. We, I don't know that I've ever been in the pools on the Disney cruise ship other than the adult pool on my very first cruise. I don't know that I've been in the pool. I've gone down the slides. That's not laying by the pool. That's yeah. active. That's staying in line, doing the slides. But yeah, we, I mean, there's enough to do without the kids. We've done trivia without the kids. And I'm going to be honest, we're better. We're better without them. I've said it. Sam will argue. Lance, yeah. did I miss anything yeah, it, No. So uh, that Art of the Theme show, we did it for the first time on the Bermuda cruise. And I'm, I was like, I never knew. So now my goal is when I go yeah. on the Wonder in March to do that one. And when I get back on the Fantasy and the Dream to go do those, because it tells you about why the carpet is the way it is, why the certain railings are the certain way. It's just you, things you never would have known, you know, little trivia stuff. Um, Paulo, yeah, I definitely have to do Paulo because I don't know. I do the brunch. I don't. We don't do the dinner. We just do the brunch. And that that gets me by all day long for food. What else? We we walk around a lot. We just like walking around and we, we people watch. We, we don't sit around too too long. We go up to the top decks, uh, look around and, you know, maybe catch a movie or I'll go catch one on my own. The wife will do tastings. There's the uh, mixology yeah. classes they offer, all kinds of different ones, you know, from the martinis to the, the champagne to the, the hard liquor and the chocolate. So whatever you want to do, there's always that chance to do if you want to sit, you can sit, but there's always just, I mean, you don't have to plan to do anything. Just walk around and find whatever you think is interesting. Yep. Another one. Also, my son has a question about characters at the kids club. Can you find out in advance what characters will be there or is it a surprise appearance type of deal? So, so from my experience, from my son was able to go to the kids club, I think it's more of a random, they don't put a schedule out. So I've never seen one. And being an adult, you're not allowed to go in there, and you wouldn't know anyways unless it's an open house. So I don't think they plan them. Now, they may have certain times for, like, on the dream, they do the Jedi stuff. 
they'll have a stormtrooper or an imperial officer come in. And I know in the Magic they have the Marvel stuff. They have Thor. Good costume, by the way. Yeah. I ran into him in Bermuda. I thought it was a passenger totally. He wasn't impressed when I said cool costume. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think they put the schedule out. I've never seen no. one for characters. There's not a set schedule like you can see for the characters outside of the kids club. Uh, Alden was pretty confident in if I go to this activity, I'll see Spider-Man. And if I go to this activity, like, because, yeah, he we just did the magic not that long ago. And the kids clubs are real similar on the wonder with their schedule and characters. So he thought he had it all figured out. And he would go and he'd get his iPod out and take pictures. He took some yeah. selfies with Spider-Man. But, like, you can't sit down with your kid and easily think, like, oh, yeah, Vampirina is going to be there. It's not like Disney World. Okay, I don't think Vampirina's on any cruise ship, so that was a horrible example. But uh, you do have some Disney Junior characters that show up. Yeah. Like, one obvious time, though, is Pluto, and Pluto is there for his pajama party. And then there's something else with Stitch in the title where Stitch is there. That's pretty unified throughout all, the, all four ships, I think. So you can kind of deduct, but there's also no guarantee. And Claire has also said, like, well, they didn't show up, so I just quit. Like Claire on our her very first cruise, she came to dinner and she had all these things she had colored and she was telling my dad about it. Like, yeah, I colored with Tiana. And she, my dad's like, that is not Tiana, that is Tinkerbell. She's like, no, I colored with Tiana, but I made her color Tinkerbell. Like, she wanted to color a frog, but we didn't. Like, <laughs> so Tiana just showed up and colored in Pixie Hollow. So that yeah. kind of stuff happens. It's yeah. kind of random. Yeah. Question from Joe at backtothemouse.com. Would you rather do a four-day on the Dream standard itinerary or a five-day on the Magic Cosmal Casway Key if money was comparable? Yeah, which his his website, by the way, his blog is a great cruise resource. It's a lot of great cruise information on backtothemouse.com. So if you're listening to this, I would suggest checking out his uh, site because he does have a lot of good uh, cruise information on there. Okay, sorry. Shameless plug over for Joe. That was a hard one. Um, the dream is great. I I like it, but the, I think the standard four night itinerary is is it goes by like a snap of a finger. I personally have done the magic. Um, we didn't do Cozumel. We did the uh, Key West one in January. I would do a five night over a four night any day. Going back, I prefer to be on the dream or the fantasy. But then again, I want to go back and do the five night over a four night. So it, it's, you know, I don't know. It's hard to choose. I guess it would have to be about timing. What's the best timing? Yeah. I think I would always take an extra day on a cruise ship. Yep. Unless it doesn't fit my schedule and I can't take the extra day. No, guys, the correct answer is five. Always more days. Anyway, another one from Joe is would you rather have palo dinner or palo brunch i i prefer the brunch you know it's it's an all-you-can-eat gluttonous paradise um you get in there you get seated they they give you your orientation and then it's go um i don't know i don't think i've ever left there hungry i don't think that's possible I, I I don't know. I know some Be people. Hungry. But, I don't know how though. Uh, but you know, so we 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 try to get the the first one, so it's more of a brunch, and and that meal carries us all the way through to dinner. So that gives you an idea of the level of food that you have in there. You know, you go from uh, uh, you know cold starters to the buffet and to the hot plates. So um, there's tons of choices. Yeah, I I'm a brunch person. Uh, I'll get to dinner eventually, but I love the the range from like the sticky buns all the way to like <laughs> the best lasagna I've ever had. Sorry, mom, but she agreed she liked the lasagna better than her own, so I'm I'm safe in saying that. But I mean the range and there's like all kinds of cheese and crackers that I don't even understand what to do with because I'm not sophisticated enough. Like it's that type of level, and then a dessert spread where every dessert on the spread is so fancy, they all would kill me except for the champagne jello. Yeah. Which is amazing. Made, made didn't know, with champagne. Didn't know that's something I needed and or liked, champagne jello. But then the chef's always like, after they take me through it, and they're like, well, you can't eat that. You can't eat that. That will kill you. Yep, that dead, dead, dead. 
they're like, what do you like? I'm like, I like chocolate. I like chocolate mousse. I like ice cream. I, I always get something different that they make once I'm ready for dessert, which I like that. So that's one time it's nice to have a food allergy. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I'm allergic to one thing, and that's hazelnut, which oh, unfortunately oh, is almost everything that they have. However, they're really good at accommodating and giving you alternatives. So yeah, I'm, um, I'm similar. I got mango, cashew, pistachio. So kind of like, yeah. Yeah, so all the good totally ones. Totally different, yeah. <laughs> Question from Jen. Do you book excursions or do your own thing? Depends on the port and depend on what they're offering. And if I can find the same type of type of excursion um, at a better comparable price, I'll do it because uh, that's just how we do it. But then again, there are some excursions that you can't get only through Disney. So you just got to look and see what, what suits you. And you don't be afraid of, of the, oh, you're going to miss the boat and all this. You know, there's always that possibility. If that's what's limiting you to do an outside excursion, most of those operators are really, really good. And they know, they know the time that that ship is leaving and they will have you back before then. So if you're looking for some value, do an outside one. If you're looking for structured you know, you're going here, 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 and here at this time, then do a Disney one. Um, we did a phenomenal one in St. Thomas through Disney. Had the had a blast. It was driving Jeeps and doing a beach. I, I, I want to do that one again. It was the best fun I ever had on a Disney excursion. That's now, the short answer. We do. We do both generally. Um, I think if you're not necessarily a new cruiser, but a less experienced or less confident traveler, booking through Disney is simpler easier it's a little safer you. peace of mind i know um but not booking through disney and you're not really sure what to do uh travel agents also they know reputable groups to work with so they can help direct you very well uh, with people that they work with alaska we booked through a third party to do a float plane and guess what people from disney the excursion where they paid twice as much as we yep. did were on the same like little bus over to the planes with us so but we had our own plane they shared one and we paid less so that's one reason look it's not always cheaper though that is a cap that's not always but usually and the age rules are sometimes different with through disney our youngest couldn't have done the float plane but through the actual float plane operator she could so that's That's one thing to look at is ages if you have younger kids but man, there's some days you just don't want to really do anything except get off the ship, explore a little bit, like we talked about Nassau, and get back on. Um, for Europe coming up, uh, we're playing on one port, just doing 100% on our own, and then the other two ports we're going to use a third-party operator. That's recommended by Rick Steves. So you know, it's it was not like we're going with somebody just we found on the street. It's not like my cab ride back to the airport in New York City, where we literally just got in somebody's van. And if you haven't listened to my trip report from Bermuda, it's quite the end to the trip report. But uh, I digress there. Derek, what do you have planned for your upcoming cruise? Did you book anything or are you doing on your own? Because you're doing Key West, right? Yeah, we've done Key West a handful of times. So I'm going to do that on my own. I got a few ideas. But really with little kids, especially my youngest being only one, we can't really book a lot of things Uh, because most of the excursions are geared more for higher ages. So we're just going to enjoy Castaway. Sometimes the reason it's cheaper through the third party or the actual operator is because what they define as an adult is different than what Disney defines as an adult, and that can make it cheaper. Yeah. You know, and then if you're going to do your own thing, there's, you know, I'll give an example. We did Puerto Rico. My wife just Googled a walking tour. And so we got off the ship as soon as we could get off the ship. And we just followed this walking tour, hit both the forts and did what saw everything that you would have paid an excursion for. But we were back on the ship by one o'clock eating lunch on the ship, enjoying the ship for the rest of the day. So, and you weren't, you just got to see, you weren't forced through a gift shop either. No, no. That's the other thing about some of those tours. Yeah. So you, you just got to to see what suits your, your 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 frame of mind at the time. All right. Well, I have a question, Derek. We're slipping one in here from, oh, man, my handwriting is horrible. I hand wrote this one. 
Tracy or Trisha, I apologize right now. Thank you for listening, by the way, even though I can't read what I wrote for your name. Any tips for groups? We will be taking our first Disney cruise ever, and it is with the extended family. I've done a couple of these. Lance, have you ever done an extended family group? No. Um, I'm doing a, a cruise in March with another family we met last year, so kind of similar, I guess. I don't know. Just not so blood-related. No, it's not, but it's a large group. Um, the big thing that I know is link all your reservations. That way, you'll all be seated together. That's the the the, the cheapest piece of advice I can give you. If you want to sit together, link the reservations. Yeah, that's important. Um, you know, uh, we did so. We had one where it was a group of eleven, and one where it was a group of fourteen. A little side note: the biggest table on the Magic and the Wonder seats fourteen, so you're right in the center of the dining rooms. Like when Mickey comes in to dance. It's at the end of your table. So if you need to find other people to fill the table of 14, that's that's the reason why. But the great thing about a family thing, I think, was everybody did their own thing, and then we had dinner together. So dinner was everybody coming together, talking about what they did to that, that day. Now, like, like, my dad went with us to the Pirate Museum and then, of course, made jokes the rest of the time about sawing off somebody's limbs, you know, to the kids. And, you know, like... We did something with my aunt. We went down an aqueduct with one relative. You know, we'd see them throughout the ship. We did little things, but the whole group of 14 wasn't ever together other than dinner. And then we all went to the show afterwards. Um, that's kind of how we worked it. And it worked out really well because you get your alone time if you want it. And you get your group time. And dinner is a great time for group time. And then after the show, like the Walt Disney Theater show, People went their separate way again. Some people went to bed. Other people went to the, you know, watch whatever was happening, like the Match Your Mate show, those sort of stuff in the tube or Evolution or whichever ship you happen to be on. But we've had great experiences with it. And I don't think we would have survived that many days in the theme parks together. Somebody would have divorced or estranged before the end of the trip. But on a cruise, there's something pretty magical about it. And then the wait staff, you know, they become part of your family by the end of it, your server and assistant server. I think that's another great thing about the group trips. But you made a great point about joining the reservation. And, like, that's, you know, a good experience TA does that for you because it is a little more complicated. And once you get over four rooms, it gets a little more technical with needing to call to, and check-in becomes a little more complicated too. So there are some yeah. some hurdles with the bigger groups. And if you can book a room, if you're, let's say you get, uh, you're doing verandas, try and get them together close, then get the connecting because some of the ships, not all of them have the capability of opening up the verandas, then you have a longer veranda. Or if you get the connecting ones, then you can move uh, in between the rooms. So that's just another something families can do, or you can move kids into one room and adults another one because Disney honestly doesn't care where you sleep. As long as you're where you're supposed to be, yeah. not in the wrong room. That first one we did, we were right next to my parents. We had connected the veranda. The veranda part was great. The inside connecting door by the end of the four nights, maybe not as great. The second cruise with more people, we were on a different floor from everyone else. <laughs> so uh, read into that how you will. Our final question comes from Carrie and kind of Jen, but they say, for someone that has never gone on a cruise but loves Disney World, can you convince me that I'm missing out? What makes DCL better than the rest? And this is easy. Once you do your first cruise, you'll completely understand. Yeah, you will. So I'll I'll keep it simple. You know, I don't do the park crowds. I'd rather be on the ship. So much easier. You don't have to plan anything, whereas the parks, you have to kind of plan out your day. Ship life, you just get on the ship and do whatever, whatever, you know, you don't have to do anything at all. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, buying this or buying that food. You know, when you're going to eat, they bring it to you or you can go grab the, the daily stuff. I just like the simplicity of it. That's why I like it. And then Disney Cruise Line, they just, I don't know, they just treat you like family. You know, they know who you are. Once after that first night, you'd be surprised. They know everything there is to know about you. And almost have a little everything ready for you. Yep. It almost, is. almost it a little is. frightening. I would say it is the service that makes it so amazing. And the Disney aspect of it is 
it it still has that Disney magic, that Disney wonder. Um, they put on great shows in the theater. And if you like Disney, you'll love the stage shows. And that's a wonderful way to end the evening. You have the Disney characters throughout the day, which reminds you, you are on a Disney ship. Plus, in your stateroom, you have on-demand every Disney movie ever, basically. Not really, but close. It feels like it. So there's enough Disney all throughout without the insanity of the crowds of the parks. Because So at peak times, the parks get busier and the crowds go up and down. But a full ship is still just a full ship. Whether it's spring break or Christmas or September, a ship can't get any fuller. The price just goes up. So yeah. It, you don't have to worry about it feeling overcrowded. That's one thing I love about it. I love the spontaneity. You, you can plan out a couple character meets in advance, like when you do your online check-in, and you can book Palo and some excursions, but still the excursions aren't like rock solid. I mean, it's it's nothing like... Like, when we go to Disney World, we plan a rope drop. It's like, I mean, we're landing on a beach somewhere to invade. It's not so much a vacation. Disney Cruise Line is a vacation it is is that you know you know, sales pitch yeah you, you don't have to do anything they do the driving they do the cleaning they make the beds they feed you and you just show up that's all you have to do you don't have and to plan it you mix in like a little bit of different culture every morning you wake up somewhere different i really like that aspect too and as a parent, they have these amazing kids clubs. You can drop your kids off at 8, 9 a.m. You can pick them up at 11 p.m. And they won't want to go with you because they have so much fun and they're fed and well taken care of. Yeah. You know, and if you're like me, sometimes you don't want to do anything, hang in the room. You got room service all day, mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. It's included. Mickey it's bars. Included. Unlimited Mickey oh bars. Oh, my God. You Chocolate can call chip us. cookies and milk. Yeah. With, you can, with with Mickey bars. You could say fifty Mickey bars, please. And they will they Don't made it. like they made like um okay. Uh, tip well though if you order fifty. Yes, Mickey absolutely. Bars. That, that goes back heavy. to the tip part uh, earlier in the show. So I think that kinda I mean we could that whole question we could go on for days about, but hopefully through answering these questions, we have given our listeners a little bit into uh, why we love the Disney cruise line. And why we continue to go and how addicting it is. And yeah, there's some questions out there and hopefully we answered them and we love answering them. But uh, Lance, I've really loved having you on the show. And Doug, I think it's time. For the lightning round. For the lightning round. All right, Lance. So this is your favorite Disney slash Pixar, whatever Disney umbrella you'd like it to fall under. It's supposed to be a quick answer. You can explain it if you feel necessary or when we interrogate you. Uh, We may keep score. We may not. Um, there are wrong answers, but mostly correct. Okay, are you ready? Sure. Favorite Disney movie? Uh, movie. Uh, Star Wars. Just all of them? All of them. But mainly um, the prequels, I take it from that. I, 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 I don't judge. I, I'm, I'm, I love them all. Okay. They're like children, huh? All right, they favorite are. character? Darth Vader. Well, then, favorite villain? Um, I don't know if I have a villain. I was expecting you to say Jar Jar Binks. No, hey, he, yeah. he he's not that bad. I don't have a villain. I, I don't. Okay. All right. Favorite Disney park? Uh, Park Hollywood Studios. Favorite classic Disney attraction? Um, I don't know. The last time I did a classic one, it's been a long time. You define classic. The, the sky rides over Disneyland. There you go. That is a class. Yeah. All right. Favorite modern, have, favorite modern uh, attraction. Modern one. Um, I love Star Tours. There you go. It's a good one. All right. Favorite Disney resort. I haven't stayed at one. Is that bad? That's uh, that's surprising. When, when the know. Star Wars Hotel Resort opens up, I, I'm sure I that's will, where it will be. I will be going there. Yes. We'll preemptively say that one. Uh, resort to be named later. All right, favorite counter service restaurant. And um, you know what? We can change this to cruise line counter service. How about that? I like it. I like Pinocchio's. Okay, the pizza at Pinocchio's? Yeah. Solid choice. And that's on the Magic and Wonder class ships. And then favorite table service or uh, main dining rotation. Well, my new favorite is uh, Rapunzel's. Yeah. That, that's fun. It was a good menu. The thugs it was. were hilarious. 
I mean, they harassed my son the whole time, which yeah. he deserves every minute. All right. Um, favorite Disney snack? Uh, Mickey bars. What's the classic? Favorite Disney drink? Uh, I'm boring when it comes to that. I just drink coffee. You know, no one's going to argue with caffeine. All right. Favorite Disney ship? Uh, fantasy. Favorite port of call? Uh, to date, St. Thomas. Wow, not a castaway, Derek. I think that's, that's the uh, first the first well, deviation from castaway. I uh, had a blast in St. Thomas. Favorite ship activity? Uh, doing nothing. Favorite Disney stage show? Um, I'm kind of partial to Aladdin. Yeah, on the fantasy. I guess it's, that's yeah. your favorite ship. That it's a good production. I like it. All right, Lance, that That's is the, the lightning, lightning round. round. All right, well, thank you so much, Lance, for being on Rope Drop Radio. Why don't you give a shout-out to where people can find you? Well, I, I tend to hang out in Disney Cruising on Facebook. That's okay. where you can find me most of the time. Join that group and chat with Lance. Sounds good. And if you have any questions, I'm sure you can go to that group, talk to Lance, or send Doug and I a message, and we will try to help answer them. And, of course, if you're thinking about booking a Disney cruise, we highly recommend using the Rope Drop Queen, Michelle McKnight. She is almost platinum, still yeah. two cruises away, and she can help you plan your next uh, day at sea. And if you're thinking about maybe doing a Disney cruise, June 2020 is the Rope Drop Radio Cruise. Keep that in mind. We don't have a date yet, but that'll They're be a fun one that the McKnight's, the Sassmans, and a few other people, listeners, will be on. So keep that in mind. So that will be a good one, but get on the list now, and Michelle can email you. Because here's the biggest thing. Prices always go up. The sooner you book, the they, they only go up from there. There's no last-minute getting a discount Expedia-style Disney no, Cruise Line. Price only goes line up. is not going to cut nope. it. You know, all these questions today, like, yeah. Michelle or experienced travel agent could answer in their sleep. So experienced travel agent, cruise savvy one. And um, also, just remember, if Disney isn't your thing, I wonder why you listen to the whole show. But if it's not, you know, Royal Celebrity Norwegian are also great options. And the same cruise planner could plan those for you, too. So there you and have her it. and her emails in the show notes. So send her an email. And of course, thank you so much for listening to rope drop radio. You can find us online at rope drop radio or www.ropedroppers.com. But for Lance, Doug, I'm Derek. This has been rope drop radio.